When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By the way, as always, I forgot. Game of Games is powered by my friend Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you got to go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Andy Kamenetsky's here. Now George Shadano is here. Shadano, what's up, man? Love it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, George, what would you do with Westbrook? Uh, I would have traded him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Right, but what do you do now? I mean, now you're kind of stuck. Uh, I think that the reality is you're playing this weird game of chicken. You know what I mean? And that you, the understanding was, oh, well, maybe we'll increase his value. Well, I don't know how that's going so far. Not great is what I would say. Yeah. Okay, I, you guys are going to do a lot of this today. I want to bring up something different. So Meghan Markle is so annoying. That's is not this the deal or no deal you. thing? The ne- deal or no deal thing. Yeah. So Meghan Markle came out apparently in an interview and said she felt like she was – uh, objectified, treated like a bimbo while she was on deal or no deal. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend who is a supermodel. Uh, her name is Donna Feldman. And she came out and And she was a deal this. or no deal girl. She was a dealer. She was a suitcase beauty, as they said. Donna Feldman is the least supermodel sounding name ever. Uh, well, Google <laughs> her. Have you ever seen her? No, Google, I Google, her. You will, Google her right you now. See. So uh, here's Meghan Markle's career. She goes from briefcase beauty on deal or no deal to uh, B-level actress on uh, Suits, to Princess of the World, to Princess Isn't Good Enough for Me, and now complaining about the job that got her started, which was Briefcase Beauty. My apologies to Donna Feldman. Yeah, (laughs) Donna Feldman's for real. Here's what she said. Everybody knows what you're signing up for when you're hired as a quote-unquote Briefcase Beauty. Being hired based off your looks comes with the territory, and since Deal or No Deal was one of the biggest shows on NBC, if you're proactive with your career, then you make the most of it and grow your resume from there. Uh, That's exactly what Donna's done. She's a regular on The Oval, that Tyler Perry show now. But, I mean, you're not allowed to complain that you were objectified or you're treated like when your job was to hold a suitcase. Couldn't agree with you more, and I'm proud that Donna Feldman spoke up. Way to go, Donna. I don't understand why Megan, if she felt that way, took the gig in the first place. Was she under the impression that as a briefcase beauty, she was going to then be named host of yeah, the show? Yeah, I mean, ain't Jeopardy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what what was she thinking would happen? By the way, what a stupid show. I'm going to guess briefcase number 22. <laughs> like, that was actually a big hit show. It was a huge hit for NBC. By the way, Donna was briefcase number 22. I think Megan was 24. Megan was 24. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, 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 you know, Whoopi Goldberg went off on her too. Oh, did um, she? Went off on, on. It's uh, just too much. On it's too much. Not uh, Megan. I could... Well, I mean, look, a couple, two things can be true at once. Her uh, beef with the royal kingdom or whatever they're called, the monarchy, it can be valid. And this issue with Deal or No Deal or whatever the name of the show is with Howie Mandel uh, can also be kind of like, all right, I, come on, that that seems silly, you know. Like both things can be true. It doesn't it doesn't change your it shouldn't change your opinion on whatever previous issues you may have had. I remember I I think I can tell the story. Uh-oh. A friend of mine Uh-oh. was a one of the showrunners on Deal or No Deal, mm-hmm. and he said one day a group of the girls came to him. And Union. 
and basically threatened to go union and said and said, look, we feel we are the show is a huge hit. We feel as a group that we are underpaid. And my friend said, look, I don't mean to be disrespectful. But I literally could drive to the pier in Manhattan Beach right now and replace every one of you. If you don't like the gig, you're free to leave, but the job is the job. And I think that's what they they should have told Megan. The job is the job. So that reminds me of a story. Uh, Years ago, I got to know Brandon Tartikoff a little bit, who was the president of NBC. And, uh, wow, he, that's he, like, hold on, hold on. Do you want to pick that up? Yeah, I will pick that up. I mean, that name you yeah, dropped right wait, there. Yeah, but wait, you know, it's an interesting thing. Both Brandon Tartikoff and Warren Littlefield, after they left, yeah. their, their, their identity was tied to the job. Like, those guys sure. couldn't get lunch meetings, but so, go ahead and tell So, Tartikoff uh, was in the middle. Do you remember the show, uh, what was the car show? Uh, uh, Knight Rider. Rider. Knight Rider. Okay, so oh, David. Oh, yeah, Michael Knight, uh, David yeah. Hasselhoff. So, David yeah. Hasselhoff. Yeah. Uh, says, off. I'm not going to uh, do the show again unless you give me a raise. And so I'm the star of the show. I'm the star of the show. And uh, so Brandon Tartikoff sits down with him at lunch and uh, Brandon Tartikoff just calmly writes on his napkin something and turns it over and leaves. And when Hasselhoff turns the uh, napkin over, it says the car is the star. And <laughs> Hasselhoff went back to work at the exact same rate to your point. At. To this day, I remember that the car is named Kit. Kit. Yeah. I did not know David Hasselhoff's character's name until you just said it. Oh, yeah. Michael Knight? No, if you liked the show, you knew his name was Michael I, Knight. Come on. Right, but 30 or so years later, I don't remember the character's name, but I do remember Kit. See, you know what I remember, too, about that show? The voice of the car. Do you know who it was, John? His act name, William Daniels. Yeah, really the guy was on uh, Magnum P.I. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah, but those guys, what's interesting is in, in Hollywood, guys like Brandon Tartikoff and Warren Littlefield, when they step down, they go write books. And in all their books, which I've read, yep. they all talk about oh, how so people good. that were clamoring to get a meeting now won't even take a meeting with you. Once you lose the title, you lose your cachet. Hollywood is a cruel business, man. So let me when they write the book about seven ten, what oh. are they gonna what is Bergman gonna say about you two? Uh, well, that he was the star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good I wonder if somebody will write a book about this station. I don't know who would read it. Um, oh, come on. Everybody in the if it circle is a, of if trust, a, everybody in the mafia, everybody yeah. in the Travis and Sleeper community. All our I think if P1s, you opened the yeah. book and it started talking, then it would work. Maybe there was a talking it. book. Somebody asked me uh, a couple weeks ago, what is a P1? And I the, the best way to describe it is uh, it's a think of P as priority, priority one. We're your priority when you turn on the radio. So priority one, that's what we mean when we say P1. It actually yeah, if you get in your car and it's always it. tuned to 710 and we're your default entertainment, then you're a P1. And I love uh, the Amazon drivers. Yesterday, again, I pull up at, uh, at a store and the Amazon driver is there and blaring 710. Like we, I'm hearing... Shadano and uh, yesterday I think it was Shadano and Cappy, right? I heard him, yeah. And I I knocked on the door and said, "Hey, thank you very much for listening, Steve Mason. Nice to meet you." And and the guy was just like totally thrilled. So yeah, Uber my UPS driver, uh, Alonzo, Big Zo, uh, listens to the station all day. In the, in now I found it interesting yesterday that Mason does not know the name of his mailman. My person is a male woman. Do you guys know the name of who, the, I, your mail you know carrier? What? I I, ha- I have a couple of different mail carriers, so it's not always the same person. So I don't know their name, but I always. 
I know their faces when I see them. But I know my UPS driver, Zoe, because he introduced himself to me. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, yeah. the the whole thing with uh, – I the mail doesn't even come every day anymore. Like, the mail comes, like, twice a week, or it's just so – it's so random. The mail is spotty now. I don't know who the mail person is. It's no, a different person every, every time. Day. I don't get mail every day. I, I don't, unless nobody's sending me anything. All I get is crap about the election. My God, my my oh, mailbox is there just is no text, election crap. I'll tell you right now, there is. How many are you getting from the election? Oh, Tons. How many times have I had to text the word stop? Oh, yeah. Stop. Yeah. All of How the, did they even get my number? Every single one of these candidates cannot declare that they are environmentally friendly because all they do is send me paper <laughs> every damn day. Like, I, you don't declare yourself crunchy granola because I'm not yeah. buying it, man. So I'll tell you guys something interesting. Uh, they, uh, there are two propositions that are on the ballot. about 26 and 27? 26 and 27. Vote so, yes for both of them. What the hell? Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. So here's, here's what's interesting. I was talking to somebody in that world, and they yeah. told me that they don't think they're going to pass. Oh, I yeah. According to the projections right now, neither will pass. And But I think that that's short-sighted, personally. 50, I think I'm with you, pass. George. 54% of Californians do not want gambling available well, well, on people's phones. I'll tell you this. The the ads that run counter, um, I think 27 is the one with the mobile apps. Right? Yes, like it is. DraftKings that's DraftKings and FanDuel. And FanDuel or whatever. Yeah. MGM, like the ones with Vegas or whatever. Yep, that you see the Caesars. Jamie Fox commercials. Right. Uh, the, the 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 silliness about that one, at least the ads that I see, the attack ads, are that it's like, oh, your children are going to get in. They're going to become compulsive gamblers. And I'm like, yo, my kids have Roblox. Uh, you know how much I'm on their behinds to make sure that they're not doing stupid stuff on Roblox? Do you think that they're going to have access to my bank account? What the hell is wrong with you? What kind of parents allow their kids to have access to a bank account? That's what you need to have a gambling app. What the freaking freak is wrong with people i i i, I always it, it puts a red flag up when we're trying to protect people against themselves well, i have no, a strong the, the, libertarian but I hate using streak. the kids john i'm yeah. using the kids here right like some sort of meat shield when it's like what kid has access to yeah, a bank I, no account? i'm with you I, I any law that is designed to protect me against myself i can protect myself fine you know i i should have the freedom to do whatever i want well here's here's what i would say then just ban the lottery because that's been gambling and it's right. been legal yeah. for how exactly long? Exactly right. Yeah. That's gambling. That's legal gambling. Yeah, I, I mean, I think more people are going to gamble. There's no question about that. And some people will have problems with it, just like some people have problems with cannabis and some people have problems with alcohol. alcohol. And some people have problems. I mean, that yeah. ev- there, there are... Uh, there are obstacles associated or problems associated with all these things. But as John said, I'm also very, very libertarian. You cannot protect. You should not protect people against themselves. So you make I, your own decisions. You want to gamble your life away. That is your business. So I'll give you an example. When I was in um, I downloaded one time DraftKings has like a like a. Uh, a gambling app, right? Not yes. just the fantasy one. They have like a separate one, like a sports book one. And I remember downloading it one time and I'm like, oh, California, you can't use it, whatever. So no big deal. But I went on vacation to Oregon um, this summer. And as soon as I got to Oregon, <laughs> I want to say within minutes of me landing, all of a sudden the app activated. And it was like, hey, you can bet on the DraftKings app. And I was like, oh, and now look, I have self-control. I literally can quit anything cold turkey whenever you want. Like I... I go months without drinking. I go months without, uh, you know, any sort of other party favors that we may use, cannabis or whatever. I can go – I can quit anything cold turkey fairly easily. I know I may not be the norm in that situation, but I was in Oregon. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bet some baseball games. I'll put five or ten bucks on a game. Why not? You know what I mean? While I'm sitting here at the beach? Like, who cares? 
So, but you again to your point, John and, and Mace, you gotta you can't police people. They have to have their own semblance of self control yes. too. And using kids to me, I actually feel that's kind of gross. Like you're tra- you're targeting children when no cho- no child is downloading the DraftKings app yeah. to gamble. Like, I'm stop. I'm with you. You want to hear something? Remember, Mace, we played that clip earlier in the week from Michael Wilbon yes. talking about how I'm not going to go on television and spend an entire year talking about the Lakers. Are it they is doing beneath it right now? us. They have started NBA countdown. Yeah, I'm watching it. It yeah. is now four ten. It has been 10 straight minutes about the Lakers. <laughs> well, no matter good, bad, and different, oh. the Lakers make the, make the thing go. No, we, we are the gambling app of the NBA. Yes, like yeah. The thing you cannot put down that you are addicted to, it's the Lakers. Hey, I want to throw out one more thing. This is uh, You guys may have talked about this. I might have heard it on your show, so I may be re- regurgitating. But Circle K gas stations mm-hmm. in Florida are going to start selling weed. Ooh. They're going to they're 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 make a lot of money. They don't have legalized uh, marijuana or cannabis in Are Florida. Are you sure? No, they only have medical. There are 10 Circle Ks that are uh, apparently they're starting as a trial Maybe program. Maybe if you have a card, cannabis. you can you get You got to have a card. Yeah. Probably. Is that right? It's still not legal in Florida? No, it is not. Wow. Strange things really it's, are afoot at the Circle it, K. It is just um, it is just medical. Now, uh, and I and you would have learned this perhaps when, uh, you know, back in the day when uh, Andy and Brian were doing the late night uh, hoedown or whatever it yeah, was called. Yeah, hoedown dance party. Are you the guy they, who does the Lakers dance hoedown. party hoedown on your and, phone? Yeah, the, you know, the late night happy hour and i would i came on one day to do just florida man stories for like an hour oh that was so much fun we had a <laughs> that blast. was so great why'd you quit doing the lakers hoedown dance because party on your phone? it is really difficult to be the hosts producers yeah guest bookers uh like editors. Now, Ireland did your show, right? He was I, oh, in the yeah, jacuzzi. Did it in the jacuzzi. Yeah. You did it a couple times. Did, a did anyone else on? ever do it from a jacuzzi? Momo did it one time on her elliptical. Okay, that was the, that was the closest to it. It was the closest yeah. to sort of. You know what I found liberating about that, and what I find liberating about my own podcast is the ability to use the f word. Oh yeah. You oh can, yeah. Well, you could use it here. We just dump it. Yeah, we just dump. But I mean, no, I, it's F it Friday on the yeah. podcast. It's the real thing. Oh yeah. By the it's way, Mason, I'm with I'm with you on when you guys were talking about like uh, when Brionis brought up the story about the the guy interviewing Messi and like who would you kind of be a little nervous? Yeah. About? Oh, when when I was at um, the Raptors Warriors game two um, in the NBA Finals in 2019, Barack Obama was there, mm. and I was I was walking. Um, he walked right by me, and I remember. Uh, Ramona had just come up to me and told me the story where it was like, hey, like your stories or whatever it was that he said to her. And and when he walked by, I was just like, I, I, I was like, hello, Mr. President. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was it was like that. And he, I didn't even get a chance to actually like talk to him other than just like a quick hello and wave as he walked. How many by. presidents have you met, George? Uh, just him. Just him. Yeah. John, just how that, many presidents that chance encounter in the in the hallway in the back of the arena? Four. Okay, let's name them. Reagan. Yep. You've met Reagan. I met Reagan. Um, met Reagan at a golf course. I met. I introduced Reagan met, at Bowling Green State University. Oh, during wow. the campaign that's right. Stop. Young Republicans. Yeah, you told young, us I story. was part yeah. of the Young Republicans. Both yeah. George Bushes, both incredibly friendly, and oh, and five Trump. You met Obama. I met. I Trump. did Trump for a sideline interview. Lakers Knicks one year. I I actually lived in a building that said Trump on the side of it. Oh wow. Yeah. And you ran well, into him one day. Well, but you met him when he wasn't yeah. the president, though. Yeah, I met him pre-presidency. Yeah. 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 Yeah, never could have seen. But that John coming. has met a bunch of presidents, I'm sure, because of right of his Lakers connection. Yeah, exactly. I never went to the White House when when LeBron and those guys were were. There. I went I once to the White House, and then uh, I'll tell you a story, and then I know we got to go. But uh, so first year Lakers win the title when uh, President Obama was in office, we do it at the White House. 
and everybody meets them. Second year, we do it at a boys and girls club in Washington, D.C. And they said, if you're in the media and you're going to cover this event, you need to be there an hour early because they like to sweep the place and make sure it's safe. So I get there an hour early and we're just killing time. And I'm with maybe 10 young kids, all African-American kids that are maybe 10 years old. And I say, just passing time, I said, hey, who are you guys looking forward to meeting the most? And they said, oh, uh, and I can tell they being kind of shy. I go, is it Shaq or is it, no, is it Kobe? Is it, is it uh, Phil Jackson? Is it Powell? No, no, no. And one little girl goes, is Lamar Odom coming? Oh, yeah. Oh, and Lamar I was said, there yesterday, by the I, way. Yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, Lamar will be here. And I said, do you, how do you guys know Lamar? And they said, well, we watch Keeping Up. Mm-hmm. And I went, wait a minute. How old are you? She was 10. I go, how many Kardashians can you name? All of them. They rattle off. They knew Chris, Rob, all five of the girls. Scott Disick? Yeah, they knew uh, <laughs> Lord. De- it, it was like, I go, wow. I go, this, the Kardashian reach is is omnipotent. Oh, yeah. It, it oh, just yeah. goes everywhere. All right, so uh, that's it for us. Um, hey, uh, Mace, by the way, what place are you in in the fantasy league today? It's, are you kidding me? It's been one night. Two nights. What place? Two nights. Yeah, I had no players play last night. What play? I, no, my players played. Mine didn't. Are you in last place? We'll be back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up next for you, Shadano and Andy Kamenetsky in for Cappy. Uh, don't forget, Super Cross Talks brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Ireland of the Lakers game on Sunday. I'll have a couple of days off and be back on Wednesday. Uh, see you then, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Come on! Bam, ba da bop. Do you know how to do this, Andy? Bam, ba da bop. Boom, ba da boop. There we go. Look at that. Don't you like that better than the growl? I feel like it's you know it's more rhythmic. Number one, I mean. You know. bum, bum, bum. I have to admit, I never realized just how catchy this opening is until the Mandy's. Right. Like hearing the energy of that crowd with the Mandy's, and you know, you guys, let's be honest, swept the thing. 
So I kept hearing it over and over. It is <laughs> you really hear fun. It a lot. That's true. Yes. It yeah. is better than the growl. Yeah. Oh, better look at that. Mason's going to. Oh, that's it. You're going to be banned from the show now. That's it. Brian Kamenetsky from now on. No more. Is that anything. really the way you're starting? Oh, there you go. I got to ingratiate myself into the circle. <laughs> like this, I mean, there's so much warring going on in the circle right now. And, you know, they're, they're on edge, Mace. So I got to tell them what they want to hear. They want to hear that it's don't better. Don't lie than to the people. No, don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. You know, you, you just, you know, you're you a rhythmic kind of guy. You've got rhythm, you know? There's no rhythm to a growl. <laughs> That's what I think of, Andy Kamenetsky, rhythm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mace, what are you going to do to get out of last place? How many guys going tonight? We are three days into the season. How many not? guys you got going tonight? All, all your guys are going tonight. I'm all my guys right are going tonight. I had yeah. nobody in the lineup last night and nobody in the lineup on opening night because there were only two games. Yeah, you're really preemptive on making fun of me. Brad, Say, wait to well, make wait fun of me when Wednesday I really night finish was, in wait, last no, wait, place. Wait, Wednesday night was a full slate of games. There was 14 games on Wednesday. How many guys? How many guys did you play, Mace? I, I'm playing. I've got a full lineup tonight. Full complement. No, he's got a play. full lineup, and you know you got uh, look Bradley B already two for two. Nice. There it is. I got I got uh, Jokic going tonight. I mean, seriously, my team is yeah. is going to wreck some. You're uh, starting Herbert Jones though. Herb Jones from New Orleans. I love Herb Jones. Yeah, but he's I a great traded for Herb Jones. But he's he's not like a offensive. He's threat. a he's a sleepery guy for me. I mean, he's he like gets steals. Steel he gets blocks. I was going to say you could get blocks from the guard position. Yeah. So yeah, but you're playing useful. him at small forward. I'm way Gary Trent Jr. I like. I, I like that guy on your team. I, I I heard actually. Brian, my brother Brian is in your league, so yeah. I, I got a rundown. On what the did draft. he say? He said your team wasn't very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said your team. Was you know what? Terrible. All you people said the same thing last year when I won. No, the that's league not going true. Away. Oh yes, Mace, it you is. People. No way. You underestimated what me. Are you I am about? always underestimated. Mace, you literally. We we all were like, holy crap! He got Nikola Jokic. He already kept Kevin Durant. Like, of course, we thought your team was going to be good. You know, I'll tell you what. We should hold this conversation. Until after I finish ahead of you, I don't know that I'm going to win, but I know okay. I'm going to beat George Sedano. Ooh. How many mythical? Po- how many? How much mythical money do you? Well, have? I only have four thousand mythical nah, dollars left, so yeah, it's not enough. How much real money do you have? I'm not betting real. How about money. the go bag? Yeah. yeah, the go bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have a go bag, George? I do, do you have a go I bag, Andy? I do not have a go. I do bag. not have a go bag. I heard about I, this, but though. you know what? I do have Mace. So hmm. maybe this is like the digital version of a go bag. I have one of those. Um, like uh, nano ledgers, like you know the to put like all your crypto in. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No, not, that's it, smart. You know, not your keys, not your crypto, right? So right. I got my keys and it's my crypto. What about uh, fake beard and mustache? You got that? Uh, no, I don't. Wig? I, I don't. Hair no, dye? No wig either. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> hair dye. How how off the grid does this go bag take you? Like you know how much survivalist? Like you know, do you, are you packing? I'm leaving the country. You got a gat in there? I'm like, out of the country. I'm somewhere in South America. Ooh. Good luck finding me. Truly. So you're planning for being on the lamb. On the lamb. Exactly right. Because you never know when something's going to happen. You never know. <laughs> I mean, why would you be on the lamb? I don't know. I, I, don't you think you should have a load of cash in the house just in case? In the house? No. Yeah. I have oh, some. Oh, yeah. No, bro. Do you have some? I have some. Yeah, I keep cash in the house. That's the only place I use cash. Is it in bricks? It's in the mattress. Is it in no, no, I didn't no, really bro. put it in the mattress. I'm the type of person that doesn't carry. I'm, I'm. I did hear you say you don't carry very much cash. I don't. I, I when you guys were having that conversation, and John said he had two hundred dollars in his wallet. I'm like two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like no way. I got like twenty bucks, and that's because I happened to go to the ATM that mm-hmm. day. 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big believer in cash. It's filthy on top of everything else. Cash it is, is filthy. gross. Yeah, it is. It is gross. Think about like, how many hands is, have touched that bill. I just keep yeah. picturing Mace with the type of bag, because you had Brian Cranston on earlier, yeah. that Walter White had when he left the state and he ends up in New Hampshire. Go like, bag. Like Bob Odenkirk. Of, I'm going to be working at a Krispy Kreme in like bunch Minnesota. Of, bunch of burners. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. All right, I, I'm leaving you guys. Hey, have a great weekend, though. And have a great right, show. Too, I'll be listening. Have have a good have a good weekend, except for your fantasy. Team. One last thing. Ah, the growl still rocks. <laughs> Keep at it, Andy. He's gonna get banned for sure. No. Oh, so All right. No. Um, look, we we kind of like uh, went through the entire first segment basically without actually saying anything. Um, Andy, I just. I'll give you 60 seconds, and then we can actually get into it a little further on the other side about your thoughts on yesterday. Like, give me, like, your 60-second, like, instant analysis of what concerns you or what doesn't concern you, what maybe you were surprised by yesterday. I think in a lot of ways it was a much better game than the season opener against the Warriors. I thought the defense was very energetic, often really disruptive, effective in spots, LeBron – AD, who I really like the fact that he was able to come back from that fall, and Lonnie Walker played really well, but they got out-rebounded in a bad way that I think is indicative of a team that has so many guards, and the shooting is a serious, real problem for this team. Yeah, so I think there are a couple of things that have become untenable already through two games. Like, that that's how bad those things are. We'll get to some of that on the other side. But first, it's Friday. You know, on Mason Island, they love Effort Friday. You know what we love? Tequila Fridays. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Come on. I could do the Cappy version if you want. Come on, you know. <laughs> do you want me to play Cappy today? Like, do you want me to just like do the Cappy impersonation all day today? Yeah, that that would be interesting. I like the idea of you playing dual roles on this, George. Yeah, I could just be like, I can do me and him at the same time, and it'd be like a three-person show, but it'd be me doing two people. It'd be do, me doing myself and me doing the silly, goofy things that he does, like, Shamo, Shamo. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, if you just need me to throw random-ass crap out there to take the role of Cap, I can do that. Like, I mean, you feel free. I think okay. we should both do our best impersonations. Then, like, we'll be Cap in spirit. All right, best Michael Jackson song. Best Michael Jackson song, either yeah. Wanna Be Starting Something. Ooh, that's or, a good one. I love that one. I love Human Nature. Yeah. Um, boy, PYT used to be really great until... PYT. <laughs> it was great until it wasn't. If, they say what, if you understand. Why? Why? This is a great song. 
Um, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. That might be my favorite. That is a good one, too. Off the Um, Wall is secretly his best album. Off the Wall? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, I you know, in retrospect, I probably should have thought that that I mean, I don't I don't think of it as like the best album, but you're right. It does have a lot of good songs on it. it so. It's so great. Yeah. It is so How about great. Rock with You? Rock with On you? Off the Wall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, top to bottom. Yeah. It's great. Couldn't yeah. help it if I wanted to. It, yeah. It's all great top to bottom. Want to be starting something. Um how about Smooth Criminal? Like for a, I know it's later, but I feel like Smooth Criminal is pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Although there's a, have you ever seen? I, I don't know if your kids are. They're not. Maybe not old enough yet to be into anime. But there's an no, anime. There's an anime called Demon Slayer yeah. that my daughter is super into. It's really popular. Yeah. But the main villain looks exactly like Michael Jackson in the Smooth Criminal era. Oh, so really? like, and, and he's always referred B-Y-T. to. Yeah. Again, this yeah. song was great until it wasn't. Right, yeah, well. <laughs> this one did not age well, yeah. but it's still um, great. Yeah, Want to Be Starting Something is good on Off the Wall. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is a good one oh, yeah. on Off the Wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- that album, it, Thriller's great, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Off the Wall is his absolute best. Don't stop till you get enough. Yeah, that, that one might enough. be up there for me. Uh, that might be number one for me, at least. It's It's pretty great. There it is. Don't stop to get it. I mean, like, it still sounds fresh, man. Dude, you could play this right now at any bar and people are going to get down. Oh, dude, my, my daughter, again, I was talking about her. She's 11. Like, yeah. she's, it's really cool. Like, she's at an age where she's really hyper into discovering music. Yeah. And she knows I'm a music geek, so she loves to involve me in this. And she's happened to get more into music of, like, the 80s and 90s right. than anything current. And she's been on a Michael Jackson discovery phase now. And she knows a lot of that stuff now. Well, she- Laura said something that's interesting. Go ahead, Laura. Say what you just said on the air. Current music sucks. I don't know about sucks, but it's certainly not as memorable is what I would say. It's it- not artistic enough for me. Like, there's not, not a lot of instruments. There's not a lot of musicians. Well, the reason, I think, is because the way we consume music now, which is all digitally. And- no, but I, but I say this, Andy, as someone who really enjoys EDM. Sure. I do think that there are there's some great EDM uh, songs, but I would even say like, and now I'm really going to sound like an old guy. Like if you compare 90s rap, particularly 90s oh. hip hop to me, like was speaking to people. You know what I mean? Like I there are still some semblances of music like that that speak to people, whether it's hip hop or any other genre for that matter. But. There's not as much of it, is what I would say. There's a lot more commercial music. Well, I I think the issue now, like I was saying, is before there was the focus on the entire album, so you really had to work to create something that was worth listening to top to bottom. Now you can get everything digitally wholesale. It doesn't really matter if you can come up with a lot that's great, if you can come up with like one or two songs. So to Laura's point, I think a lot of the artistry and the creativity is gone. Uh, fair. Uh, or you can do like my boy Pitbull. He's kind of smart. He just remixes everything. That's true. <laughs> he's he's a genius at just redoing stuff. He just remixes all swag. these old songs and just like yeah. everybody's like, yeah. My Mexican American mother-in-law loves Pitbull. Oh, he's Mr. Worldwide. Loves Pitbull. Mm-hmm. You know? Speaking of Mr. Worldwide, apparently, um, I just saw this because somebody like tagged me in it, and I, I it just popped up on my timeline. That apparently that uh, the game I did, the Mavs Suns, highest, most watched ESPN season opening night game or late night game uh, in five years. I say the Sedano effect. 
prove it otherwise. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I mean, I, I mean, look, how many maybe it was Devin Booker, maybe it was Luca, but maybe it was me. Look, man, how many other people have passed through this? Like doing that show, you know, a lot of big names, a lot of people with the NBA for years, they couldn't touch your ratings, George. Let's yeah. be honest. There you go. So, um, all right, let's talk about the Lakers because I'm sure that was pretty highly rated yesterday because it, the Lakers, uh, win or lose, get eyeballs on the television. But he, here's the thing. I think that two things, I, I agree with you on the shooting. Like, look, when this roster was constructed, right off the top, you're looking around, you're going like, all right, who's who's the guy? Like, who are the guys? And when your guys are Matt Ryan, who was literally driving an Uber, and I'm not trying to say this to demean the man, because I respect the hustle and the fact that he's on an NBA roster. So, look, when there's only 450 dudes uh, in the league, and you're one of them, I, I ain't disrespecting you that way. But what I'm saying is, in regards to a team that, in theory, should be wanting to compete for title contention, having someone like that playing 12, 15 minutes or whatever it is, um, kind of, to me, expresses how dire that situation is. Oh, I mean, it's it's not apples to apples because the need was different, but it's why Austin Reeves, having the season he had last year, on one hand, good for Austin. Sure. On the other hand, holy crap that he was needed to be out there. Yeah. That's a problem. Correct. So I, I think that that's become a situation they're going to have to try to fix. I saw they signed Mo Harkless, and I, I kind of caught briefly Mason Ireland talking about it, and I, I know they said something, like Greg said something like, oh, he can shoot and defend. Mm -hmm. Well, he can do one of those things, and it's not shoot. Did they actually? I have not seen that they actually signed him. I thought they were interested. Well, that's they what actually, Shams, I think, said. No? Okay. Maybe right. he did. I don't know. Maybe I, Greg said that Shams said he signed, but maybe he didn't sign. I well, I will say this. Harkless maybe would help them. Like, Darvin and LeBron yesterday talked about them looking to lean into more of a defensive identity. Yeah, and, and, and the they, but they've done, they did that yesterday. Right. I thought they played good defense yes, yesterday. Yes, they did. Harkless, if nothing else, gives them an actual wing-sized defender, so maybe they're not giving up so much size in a lot of these matchups they have in a wing-driven league. Yeah. But, but he's going to fit in perfectly with the shooting they have right now. Yeah, I mean, but right, because Mo Harkless is a career 32% three-point shooter, and I don't know if you know that, but that's not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's not going to help them with shooting. It's not what he does. Oh, oh, Greg just texted. Sham said they worked him out, didn't right. sign. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, it, actually, what's interesting about that is if they signed Harkless, I believe they have to cut probably Matt, uh, Matt Ryan. Like They don't have an open roster Are they at spot. 15? I believe they are. I, I think Ryan is their last spot. Yeah. Because, it was. I mean, he's a non-guaranteed contract, so it's not right. a big deal. But yeah. then you're taking away – like the little shooting that you have. Yeah. But the other thing that has become untenable is this Russ thing. And look, I love Bill Plasky. I saw him last night. It was nice to see him. So, Bill, if you're listening, uh, it was great to see you. And he's always been very kind to me um, over the years. And I don't I, – I joke with him because I say I don't always agree with him, but he always does provide great fodder for the program uh, with his columns. But I'm with him on this. We were talking about it last night, he and I. This Westbrook thing is untenable now in my, in my estimation because – Andy, I feel like they are they decided to play a game of chicken, okay? And they, the Lakers, against the rest of the league. Everybody in the league knows that this situation with Russ isn't going to work, that it, it doesn't fit, it's not going to work. And the Lakers are like, okay, we'll wait this out. We won't deal him in the offseason. We'll wait this out, and we'll try to, you know, perhaps raise his value. Except the flip side to that is what if he plays poorly 
And I know it's only two games, and they did play against maybe what ends up being the two best teams in the Western Conference back-to-back. Um, it still does not look great because you certainly didn't raise his value over these last two games. See, I don't think they've actually been trying to raise his value. I think they've just recognized the spot that they're in. And they only have one shot at trying to improve this team, this team through a trade. They've got Russ's contract. They've got those two firsts. That's it. So they've, I think, recognized that they may have to bide their time until an opportunity presents itself that they think is worth pulling the trigger on, or they may be waiting out the idea of, is this team worth taking that shot on? Like, is this team actually good enough? Are, are you going to waste another year of LeBron? at going, He's going to be 38. In Here's the thing, man. If you make a trade that doesn't really affect the Oh, no, you're the team, worse off. Right? Well, you're, you're, yeah. waste, here's, you're wasting LeBron the rest of his career. anyway. Right. Right. You're wasting right. it anyway. You're just doing it in a more performative way. That's the only difference. Yeah, I, I look at this and I say to myself, man, what a mess. And by the way, they're all culpable in my estimation. Everybody is 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 culpable here uh, across the board. There isn't like, I'm not pointing the finger at one person. I'm pointing the finger at everyone. Everyone that has any part of this collaboration that they have, they're all culpable in my estimation. And look, so now the question is, all right, what are they going to do with Russ? Uh, I, Laura, I know we have sound from Woj, okay? Let me hear what Woj said today on NBA Today about Russ. And I think for the Lakers, you really have to wait 20 games, uh, see what teams may start to pivot. You know, they've got to be patient so that they don't compound the mistake they made, which was trading all of their assets for Russell Westbrook with another deal that they see as short-sighted. And remember, Rob Palenka got a contract extension. Palenka does not have to go out and try to do a deal that saves him in the short term. And I think that's part of ownership's thinking is, if we're going to commit to Rob Palenka in the job, he helped us win a championship uh, in 2000 in the bubble. We're going to allow him to reshape this roster. Let's not do a deal here that ultimately, again, is short-sighted and doesn't get him ultimately toward being able to really try to reshape the roster and chase another championship. Again, the 2027-29 picks, those are really the assets they have. Yeah. And once you burn them, that's it. They're gone and you don't really have any way to improve the team. No, 100%. It's what you just said, Andy. But, I, I, again, I just think you're, you're betting on this situation just because of Wembanyana that there's going to be more teams involved. I'm with you. I don't know if that's like some sort of panacea here. Well, here's my thing. The teams that I think people expect to be in the Wembanyama scoot sweepstakes – like, obviously, there could be a surprise team that craps the bed sure. nobody sees coming. But yeah. the ones we anticipate, I don't think any of them have a player that's better than Miles Turner. So if you're waiting for that, just trade for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. Because I don't think, like, San Antonio, they don't have anybody better than Miles right. Turner. Because what's going to happen is another contender will trade for Miles exactly. Turner and give them like, a first round pick. Exactly. Like, yeah. if you're going, if, if that is actually the plan, just do this now. Yeah. If that's what you're waiting for, specifically. I, I am curious to see how this unfolds because it, right now, I, I get it. Now they're stuck, right? If you didn't trade him in the offseason, now you do have to wait the 20 games. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying I would have traded him in the offseason. That, that's just me personally. So what to do about their shooting? Well, their coach had an interesting answer about that yesterday. I was there. I wanted to watch all these press conferences live yesterday. So I want you to hear what Darvin said. Plus, I want to get to something specifically that LeBron said. All that coming up. Stick around. AK is in for Cappy today. Sit down on Cap, 710 ESPN. Back in two minutes. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, this song. You want to talk about a summer anthem back then? Yeah. I'm this just taking JT. it in, man. JT, he's had some, man, his solo career. Of all the guys who were, like, part of a boy band, is he the, like, he's the the pinnacle, right? I, like, mean, who, who I would, mean, outside of Michael Jackson, obviously. Who would, pot of that era, who would even possibly be the close second? There's nobody. Oh, that, that's a great question. Yeah, because Michael say. Jackson is the clear answer, like, all time from a boy band, but... Of that I era. feel like JT's in that conversation after that. Well, you know what? It's fitting because JT would be the first person to say he patterned everything after Michael Jackson. Right. right. I mean, he a lot of his sound is so directly influenced by Michael Jackson. I mean, Bobby Brown for a minute in the in the late 80s, early 90s was really hot. Um, and he was new addition. But I, I feel like JT has is had a better career than Bobby Brown. Yeah, I mean solo it, career. It got derailed by less stuff, if nothing else. Correct. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, so I get right. NSYNC, ninety-eight degrees. Right, Nick Lachey didn't have that kind no. of career. Um, no. Who else? Um, Lance Bass wasn't anything like this. No. no. What, what was the other boy band? It was ninety-eight, 98 degrees. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Was there any Backstreet Nick, Boy? Nick, but not really. No, yeah. nobody. No. No, it's I clearly think the, Timberlake. The only one that even had like a remotely successful career was Nick Lachey. But not. But he really. was nowhere. He. He, he did, but it was nowhere close to, like, not even in the same universe. Yeah. And I think it had a lot to do with Jessica, sadly. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, I also think uh, my guy T-Lake also has, has had a pretty decent acting career, too. Actually, he is not a bad actor. Yeah. Like, he's, I, been, he's been good in some stuff. In the Facebook movie, the network or whatever, social, the network, social network, he was excellent. He's really good in a movie called Alpha Dog. It, oh, it's, been, it's based on a true story of the, it's like sort of, uh, L.A. burbs, like far out burbs, like right. valley type burbs. Um, these kids who ended up killing um, a mutual friend of theirs and trying to hide it, and the parents got involved with it. Um, he plays one of the kids who ends up caught up in it. Like he's older than a lot of the other ones. He's really good in it. He's very um, good. He was also in like a uh, <laughs> a romantic comedy, a rom com with Mila Kunis. Oh yeah, what was the name of that movie? I was right around the time Ashton Kutcher had like one that was exactly the same. Yes, oh, yes, uh, he did. Just friends? Is it just friends? No, no, no. Uh, like, hold on. Like no strings attached. No strings or, attached. I think Justin that's what Timberlake. It is. I love that movie because I was a girl in that movie. Mila Kunis. I always um, felt like I was a girl. What was the name of that movie? Best uh, Friends with Benefits. Friends with Benefits, yeah. Such a good movie. And there was another one with Ashton Kutcher that was basically the exact same plot. Right. Yeah. It, was that with Jessica Biel? Might have been. Yeah. Might have been. Um, yeah. He he also he was in that uh, Runner Runner movie, mm-hmm. um, I think with Ben Affleck. Yeah. But he has been good. He yeah. has had a good career. No, he's a talented guy. Yeah, very talented. Voice and, and believe, trolls. And I believe still a minority partner in the Memphis Grizzlies, his hometown, I believe, team, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I think you are correct. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of basketball, so you brought up the part where, you know, the Lakers shooting has been pretty horrific. I believe it's 19 of 85 through two games. They are 22% two games yeah. into this season. Yeah. yeah. 
So not not good is what <laughs> no. I would say. Yeah. Uh, so Darvin Ham, Laura, let's get this down. Was asked specifically about the shooting, like, and and I think Brad Turner was the person who asked this question at that press conference of the LA Times, and was like, hey, like. You know, are you okay with the shot selection? Like, is there anything you do differently? And this was Darvin's answer. We just have to take care of our business. That's the way we want to play. If they want to give us those shots, we'll accept it wholeheartedly. I mean, that's the way we want to play. We want to play fast, physical, and free. And, again, we, we see these guys making shots in practice and shoot around. They got to do it on the game floor. It's as simple as that. Whether a team is giving us shots or what whatnot, that's, you know, it is what it is. But... We like the shots we're getting, and definitely, you know, you'd like to see the ball going more, but again, you just have to trust the process and and continue to work at it and, and get reps up, and eventually the ball will go in the hole. Now, I, I get that, but at what point do we start to say to ourselves, you're trying to stick a square peg in a round hole? Well, here's the thing. The Lakers were 9 for 45 in this game against the Clippers that they lost last night, which is terrible. If they were 12 of 45, which is still, George, terrible, they win that game. Yeah. So if they have a bunch of guys on this team who are largely below league average as three-point shooters. Correct. If they shoot to their below league averages on their career, the Lakers' percentage would go up like eight or nine points. Right, and by the way, because they played much better defense in this game yesterday than they did against the Warriors, then they found them that you're basically saying they don't have to shoot even league average if they can play defense like we saw yesterday. Yeah, I mean their their defense and and Russell Westbrook was in the middle of a lot of these really good defensive moments. Everybody I thought who played yesterday played with a lot of defensive intensity and focus, which is light years different than last season where they were clearly just disinterested and phoning it in. Like, the the mentality of this team two games in is way better than last season's. Like, I, I think that's indisputable. Oh, for sure. There's no doubt. No doubt. I, I'm with you on that. Um, we have some funny Barkley sound that we'll play in the next hour um, that he was – when he was talking about the Lakers. and It just – and honestly, I, I don't disagree with him, but we'll, we'll get to that coming up in, in just a sec. But – yeah, I just look at this the shooting part of this equation, and I, I, look, I don't want to make this all doom and gloom because to you know the point we were just trying to make. I thought defensively they played really well, um, and I even think offensively, despite the lack of shooting, they did some things really well too. They they took care of the ball. Yep. Uh, and look, I'm not alone on this. Forget about what I think, right? Richard Jefferson was on NBA Today today, and and he kind of highlighted some of this in this whole discussion about shooting. They only had nine turnovers, right? That's why they were in that game. So you got to compliment on them. They forced the Clippers into 21 turnovers. So, like, they were doing so many positive things. But there is still one part that's always going to be missing. You will not win games if you do not flood the court with as much shooting as possible. And that's not what they're doing. And we're going to sound redundant. But that's just basketball. So I don't know what else to say. So, he, he, look, I forgot that part, the 21 turnovers that they forced. They made the Clippers look sloppy on offense. So, look, there's some positives. Only nine turnovers, took care of the ball, played good defense, forced 21 turnovers. But the shooting is going to be a problem in this league. Like, I don't – like, you could have – you're going to need to have, like, the number one defense in the league to be able to sustain the, the, the bad shooting or the under – or the below average shooting that they, in theory, possess. Look, man, if – again, if they can get themselves up to a place where each guy on this team 
shoots at his career three-point averages, which would make, on balance, a pretty bad three-point shooting team, but better where they are than where they are now, they all of a sudden become a totally different team. Like, if they're shooting 30% from behind the arc, which is terrible, they are a much better team. They could be 2-0. and They're definitely 1-1. One and one. Like, they're, they're just different. They're still bad in that area, but they're not disastrous bad. They're just bad, bad. Yeah, speaking of bad, bad, um, and I hate to say this because my girl's in this movie, the Ashton, Ashton Kutcher movie was No Strings Attached, uh, and it had Natalie Portman in it, which it just pains me to say. Natalie, I'm sorry. I love you still. Oh, wow. Is she your... Uh, oh, she's the one. She's your Beckinsale to Ireland? Yeah. Wife knows if, uh, if Natalie comes knocking... It was uh, nice knowing everybody. I imagine she feels very secure with yeah. that knowledge. Nice knowing everybody. You never know. <laughs> she's probably not losing sleep. Maybe over she's it. feeling good well, now. Hey, maybe you, she maybe maybe she was also part of the the 1.6 million people watching the I was just about Suns to say I, maybe yeah. once yeah. she Natalie Portman realizes she could be with the number one rated uh, sideline reporter sideline in the reporter NBA. in yes. the NBA. There you go. Um, isn't she married to like a billionaire or something like that? I mean, so what does that mean? I mean, I, how do we know if there's love there? Let me look this up right now. I think I think she's married to One somebody. One billion dollars. She's in love. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be too. I'd be in love with him too. I could swear she is married to a man named Benjamin Millipede. I yeah. have no clue. He, oh, oh, no, George, you can take him. He's just a dancer and a choreographer. Oh, oh yeah. I got you. I can dance. You got this. I mean, there's no such thing as a billionaire choreographer, man. I'm Latino. I can dance. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's you dance your way into Natalie Portman's mm-hmm. life. I mean, perhaps. Maybe I'll have to. Uh, maybe I'll do a little dancing on Ooh. my way to those sidelines. Oh, hits. George, you know what you do? You do the. Forbidden I'm the dancing da- sideline reporter. You do the forbidden dance. The lambada. She sees the forbidden dance. She's yours. And that's it. I yep. become the forbidden fruit. Ooh. At that point. Yes. There you go. Uh, so coming up next, I want to get into something LeBron said yesterday in the post game, and here here's the other part of the equation. Brian Winhorst, I think, nailed something about the biggest misstep with the Lakers at the moment. So we'll get to all that coming up here, plus what you need to know. B, uh, AK is in the house. Sorry, I almost made you your brother there for a second. Yeah, that is offensive. A- AK, that, now that, you've drawn the line. <laughs> AK is in the house for Cappy today. Sedano Cap, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 